break it down, down like this. Welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. It is great to have your company once again. Great to dive into another episode of the podcast and another week of running because it means we get out we get a chance to get out there on the trails, on the tracks, do what our bodies are designed to do, and that is run and enjoy the process. So my name is Hayden Chairman. Did I say that at the start? I can't even remember. Anyway, this is episode number 112. Last week we did the 11 times 1 minute to celebrate 111 episodes. This time we are doing a workout that is a classic. It's a it's a track runner's classic workout. It's one of the uh, go-to workouts that, that runners will do um, throughout history. Probably, possibly one of the older workouts. So, you know, you'd probably go back to the, the 20s or 30s with this sort of workout. It is 10 times 400 metres. Nice and simple. 10 times 400 metres, 400 metre jogs after each of those reps. The paces that we're looking for are going to vary depending on where you're at, but somewhere between 5k pace and mile pace somewhere in that sort of zone I will explain how to find the right pace for you later and does this have to be at a track it's totally up to you it could be run on a running track could be run on a measurable pathway could even be a little fart leg session that you just do time-based Now, why are we doing this 10 times 400 workout? Now, this is the epitome of a repetition workout. It's, uh, you know, we have these different words for different styles of, of, of interval sessions, essentially. Uh, you know, you've got strides or sprints, which is just pure speed development um, and technique development. Then you've got repetition pace, which is usually run around mile pace. Um, and then you've got like intervals, which are, you know, your 1K reps or your, your your mile intervals. And then you've got tempo runs, which are extended, extended blocks. So that's usually how we break down different styles of, of, of workouts. Now, this is a repetition workout, which falls into a weird sort of middle of the road category. It's a. It's not speed development. It's not that fast. You're not developing really great technique. You're moving really well, but it's not like a VO2 max style interval session where your heart rate's elevated for um, a considerable period of time. You know, you're you're really trying to work on that upper end aerobic ability. Today's not that. You will be working hard, but the recoveries are long enough. 400 meter jogs. You know, that's probably going to take take you. 20 twice as long as the um, the actual interval. So let's say you're doing the interval in 1 minute 20, you're probably going to do your jogs in about uh, 2.40. So uh, it should be nice and easy. Now that gives you enough time to recover, so it doesn't really look like a true like VO2 max session. So it's somewhere in the middle, which tells you this is a bit of a melting pot exercise where we've got a little bit of speed stuff coming in, we've got a little bit of interval style, upper end of aerobic stuff coming in, bit of endurance stuff coming in because it's 10 reps, 4k worth of work at a good clip. So there's there's all these different elements that are coming in to make a good honest workout. And when we see that happening, 
you know it's one of those workouts that's good for rounding off a runner, getting them prepped. And, and look, where we are in, in, in the Workout of the Week podcast in terms of where we've been in the last few weeks, we've done some fartlek stuff, we've moved into hills. Now we're translating those hills into these faster intervals. So that's the, the logic behind it all. We want to use that, that good technique and power development that we've worked and express that now in longer uh, reps that aren't quite as, as intense, but they are longer. And, and the, the overall effect when you add the 10 times 400, uh, 8K worth of running in the workout by itself. Is that right? Yeah, 8K worth of running. Uh, it all adds up to be a, a pretty solid session um, that makes sense to do on the back of a block of, of um, intentional hill work. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, a few notes on how to do this session, 10 times 400. Now, you can break this workout down in many, many different ways. Now, I'm going to give you guys a few options so you can tailor it to where you're at because obviously if you've got a marathon coming up or an ultra marathon, you don't want to be doing 10 times 400 at mile pace. That would be silly. Uh, So you need to tailor it to where you're at. Now, for those people... And especially if you haven't done much faster running lately, maybe you didn't do that hill uh, series with us, let's just go for 5k pace right throughout. And maybe you keep the recovery jogs a little bit uh, faster, so it's more like a Sunday long run pace, or maybe even like slightly erring on up into marathon pace, and that will turn it into more of a tempo run style feel, where your your heart rate is keeping up, more aerobic, um, it's not dropping right back down, but then you're not getting these big spikes in the actual 400 meter reps, so that would be one way to tackle it. The other way would be to go to the other extreme and do mile pace. Now, that is only for people who are really comfortable with running fast at the moment. It's only for people who are wanting to improve their ability um, to run at mile pace. You know, this would be a workout that you might do sort of 10 days, two weeks out from from a mile race. Um, So it's really specific to the mile. So that would be the extreme case for those who are maybe preparing for a Southern Hemisphere track season, wanting to run something nice and fast and hard on the track. Most of us are probably going to be somewhere in between. So I'd encourage you, if you're not in either of those two camps, start off at 5k pace, do that for three or four reps, move up to 3k pace, maybe the last two just bang out at mile pace. So just tweaking the workout that way, you'll get a bit of a feel for all the different paces and it feels good finishing nice and fast. The other option for this workout, I mentioned at the top of the show, you could do this as a fartlek session. So you could take this onto the trails. So let's say you're aiming for 130 uh, for your for your 400 meter reps. Just do one minute 30 reps and then uh, take what, let's say two minutes, two and a half minutes recovery jog, maybe slightly less than you would do if it was on a track, but maybe the pace isn't quite as, as fast when you're doing this on trails. So Tweaking it like that would be a good way to do this as well. So it's totally, if you want to hit the trails and make this a fartlek session, by all means, uh, do the time equivalent of what you would for 400. All right, the thought for the week. Today I want to talk about uniqueness. Uniqueness as as runners. And... Uh, 
it's it's a funny thing to talk about because this podcast is obviously a I produce a workout, I write a workout, and I give it to everyone. <laughs> I say, everyone should do this workout. And yes, I, I do give you the tools to tailor it. But I want to talk about why tailoring those workouts is so, so important. Because there's so many differences that differentiate us as runners. And the thing with running today is that we have social media, we have Strava, we have, um, you know, formulaic training plans that you can download off the internet. We have these uh, kind of benchmarks that are right out in in our faces. And it's the massive temptation is to constantly be comparing yourself to what someone else is doing. And it can lead to a bit of discouragement, honestly. Like, look, if you're, you're dealing with some injury and you see the dude um, who down the road who's just crushing all these workouts on Strava and you're just like, oh, I'm going backwards while I'm on the physio table and just doing calf raises and um, single leg squats and clamshells trying to get ready back to running again. It can be a bit demoralizing. And I think when we when, when we don't adopt a um, an attitude that we are unique and running is about me doing what I can in my body, and it's not about me versus someone else. Yeah, at Olympic level, it is me versus someone else. But for the millions of us who run uh, for enjoyment, it's about learning about yourself. It's about self-discovery. It's about exploration. It's about how can I push myself a little bit further? How can I set some goals, build some habits and build some uh, lifestyle that is producing health and, and happiness through through movement and exercise? So uniqueness is so important. And I really encountered it this week, actually, starting starting a new school. So many of you will know I, uh, I run this program called Run Revolution, which is a, um, we've set it up as a, a charitable trust here in New Zealand where we're going into schools delivering a really um, educational, inspiring, uh, non-threatening running program over a five-week period into intermediate schools. So they are 11 and 12-year-olds. Now, That age group is a really interesting one because you've got people who are basically training like um, they're almost Olympians, you know, um, especially like swimmers, gymnasts, you know, tennis players. They often start young and start training pretty hard around this age. So they might be really fit and really capable, you know, big aerobic engines for their age. Then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people who are maybe not doing any exercise at all, maybe have never done any formal sport except for PE at school, which every week that goes by, they despise it more and more and fear it more and more. And so you get these two poles just get moving further and further apart as they go through school. By the time you're into secondary school, they're, they're poles apart. You know, one won't go near any form of movement absolutely has identified themselves as a non-exerciser, the other person is 
entire their entire identity is wrapped up in this idea that they are a sports person or an exerciser. You know, both have their issues in terms of mental health and um, you know understanding who they are. But in terms of their physical health, you know, it's a it's a real real big issue where you lose people um, out the back door as high school um, school goes on and and you lose more and more people to sport and movement. So the program is designed to really catch those people and as such it needs to be tailored and this week uh, I you know we, we started the program in a school that was more of a coastal town everyone's uh, pretty sporty it's a um, rural slash coastal environments there's so much sport and activity and outdoor life for that first school now I'm working on a, in an inner city school and man the the difference so you've still got the really sporty kids and, and most kids are, are, are really engaged but there's this smaller group that um you can tell the anxiety around movement and exercise, especially running, is, is pretty deep and there's a lot more work we need to do. And it's really reinforced to me how the DNA of the program of Run Revolution needs to be about adapting to the uniqueness of each person. And that's the lesson that I want to give to you guys is when you look at your running plan, is it unique to you? Is it have that fingerprint of this is right for me right now and for my goals? Is it right for me right now and for my goals? So is it right for me? Let's start there. So Every runner is different. I usually categorize um, adult runners that I work in in, into three groups. One is the, you know, they've done athletics when they were a kid. They um, uh, maybe belong to a running club and uh, they're pretty, very experienced, capable runners, right? So for them, it's more about 1% little tweaks here and there. Then you've got the adult runner who's got a background in another sport. And this is probably the majority of people that I I deal with, adults that I deal with. They've got a background in like a team sport or maybe they were a swimmer as a kid or maybe they've, um, you know, spent most of their adult life going to the gym or doing yoga. The best people that I love to get when they they say they grew up dancing. I I had a um, runner who was a Highland dancer, really highly competitive Highland dancer, and she just spent uh, her her upbringing just doing plyometrics all the time, and her resilience to in- injury was incredible. Now, for those, so for that sort of runner, you know, you can throw them in the deep end quite easily in terms of speed work, and they're used to handling gravity. But you get a swimmer. They haven't been in a gravity environment at all, and now you're throwing them pounding the pavement. And you really need to tweak things. You need to keep the mileage low. You need to slowly expose them to more intensity. So for for the swimmer, it's very different to the the Highland dancer, you know. And so that's why uh, within that group of sports people, there's still a lot of uniqueness. Now, the third group is the non-exerciser. They might be in their late 20s or 30s, 40s, maybe 50s, and they've decided, I want to do a half marathon or a marathon. For these people, it's really about nursing them because 
if you're just coming off the couch or off the office desk into running, there's a lot of change that you're asking your body to do. And for those people, it's really about getting them strong, getting them coordinated, slowly, slowly introducing them to mileage and slowly introducing them to workouts. It's a lot more of a drawn out process. And so for that person, it's often about that mindset of patience. So that's person to person differences, the uniqueness. But Within your own life, there's also a lot of uniqueness in terms of, you know, when you started running, you're fresh and um, you didn't have any chronic issues going on, but you didn't have much um, uh, current resilience or running fitness to lean back on. So there's quite a different approach. But then as you go on and and, um, maybe become more of an experienced runner, you've got that aerobic uh, endurance to, uh, to lean on. You've got all that experience in terms of tactics around training and racing. Um, but you've probably got some of that chronic um, injury issues. Maybe you can list them all down a page and you need to work around that. And likewise, day to day, everyone is going to have a uniqueness that they need to sit in. So the obvious one would be, let's say you're training up for a marathon. Uh, during your your big heavy phase when you're doing lots of mileage, you're going to be pretty run down. And so the uniqueness there is that the maybe the workouts just need to pull back, less racing, more focus on just logging the miles and, and getting the miles in the bank. And then you come into that taper period where you're pulling back the miles. And so the uniqueness there is you can up the workouts, do a bit more quality. And then the last few few days before the marathon, we really need to freshen up so everything gets pulled back. And then a couple of days after the marathon, the uniqueness there is you need to recover. You need to recover. So often in those times, you know, you're just walking with little short bursts of jogs. So even in you know, a four-week period around a marathon, you've got all this uniqueness to take into account. And even in the average training week, you know, the day after a long run, you probably need to take things easy. The day after a big workout, maybe two days after a big workout, you need to take things easy as well. I did my first workout for a while. As long-time listeners will know, I've been struggling with Achilles issues uh, recently. And uh, I did my first workout last Saturday. And this week's just been about recovery, just letting my Achilles settle back into it. Um, now I'm on Friday after a Saturday workout, I'm feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good about life and ready to get back into a normal um, training. So that really shows that that uniqueness is so important to be aware of both person to person, both in your where you are in your running career and day-to-day unique training needs to be adapted to your needs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right, well this podcast has gone longer than I longer than I planned, but good little thought exercise to dig into around uniqueness and I hope that all made sense and give gave you some food for thought on how to adapt uh, these uh, this podcast to to your own training. Um, and look, don't just do what I what I tell you. Make sure it's adapted to your goals and to your your needs. I'll try to give you some some tips on how to do that. And hopefully this is this is all uh, filling up your 
your uh, your knowledge as a runner. Okay, so the workout again, one more time, 10 times 400 at a pace of your choosing. I'm sort of suggesting somewhere between 5K and mile pace, but you be the um, decider, you tailor it to your needs, you make it unique. 400 meter jog recoveries. Happy running everyone. Ciao.